Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with Roland Warren, CareNet's President and CEO, and Vincent DeCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer. CareCast and more pro-abundant life commentary from CareNet can be found at care-net.org, where you can watch videos, download eBooks, and subscribe to the Abundant Life blog. Now let's listen in on what Roland and Vince have for us this week on CareCast. So Roland, there was a really interesting study that just came out recently that showed that during the early months of the coronavirus sort of lockdowns, so, you know, March, April, May, into I think into early June in that time frame, that there was a 32% drop in foot traffic at identified abortion clinics, okay? Yes. So they used a methodology to kind of see how, how often people were going into abortion clinics um, and found that there was a 32% drop year over year uh, based on 2019 versus 20. Mm-hmm. And in states where there was additional restrictions or, or official restrictions where governors told citizens not dealing with COVID or some medical necessity not to tie up healthcare workers or hospital facilities with non-essential care. So mm-hmm. in states where those kinds of restrictions were put in place, there was an additional 23% decline in abortion clinic traffic by those same folks. So in other words, you know mm-hmm. what this sort of showed us is that in an environment in which abortion is more difficult to get, yeah, we were seeing that the calls to our pregnancy decision line and the visits to our affiliated pregnancy centers right. were up. Yeah. Right. So when abortion is not available as an option or is it, it's a harder option to take advantage of, um, the life affirming alternatives actually become more important. Mm-hmm. More people are looking for them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's just a really interesting thing. And this is a, this is a talk and a, a thing that you've, done many times over the last several years is ask this question, are we prepared to win, right? Yeah, I, I really think that, you know, we talk about and pray for and, you know, kind of work hard to overturn Roe v. Wade and to, you know, kind of eliminate that legal framework from our land. And what does that mean? You know, what does that mean if that actually happens? And that was kind of one of the points that I got, you know, that I came to, you know, many years ago when, you know, Texas had some stronger restrictions on abortions in the state, which caused, you know, a number of abortion clinics to close. And we started seeing our more and more clients. And, you know, that was the question I posed. Are we really prepared to win? I mean, what what are we planning to do if if, if these women who used to uh, go get abortions now can't? And, and, And from our standpoint, obviously, we want a life affirming option. It is, tells me more that it, it, that we need not just pregnancy centers, which mm-hmm. is a core part of, of what we do, mm-hmm. but we also need an engagement of the church mm-hmm. yeah, a, in, a very, in a very specific way. There's roughly uh, 4,000 you know, pregnancy centers in, in, in the U.S., yeah. somewhere in that range, yeah. 3,500, 4,000, yeah, depending on who counts it. Yeah. Uh, but you know, there's over 400,000 churches. Mm-hmm. And so you know, we have a strategy to say, well, gosh, we need uh, a, a broader response to this, and mm-hmm. we need to mobilize the church to offer compassion, hope, and help mm-hmm. to those who are at risk for abortion, mm-hmm. yep. um, both from with, within the church, mm-hmm. right? Because we know that 54% of the women who have abortions profess to be either Catholic or Protestant. And we found mm-hmm. in our national survey that uh, nearly four out of 10 women who had had abortions were, were attending church at least monthly at the time of their first abortion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of Christian women also mm-hmm. who are, are getting abortions as well. So we need a church response to this to right. basically retrieve uh, women and men who are facing pregnancy decisions outside the church and offer them compassion, hope, and help. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then also to receive the women and men 
inside the church who uh, are facing a, a pregnancy decision and are at risk for abortion. And our Making Life Disciples ministry really enables churches to do just that. And and I think to your point, you know, this coronavirus situation is sort of a preview of what our response needs to be mm-hmm. and why there needs to be a sense of urgency around mm-hmm. mobilizing our churches yeah. uh, and yeah. small groups within our churches, not just to be about us loving us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but for our small groups and churches to be trained with making life disciples so that we can be about us loving them. Yeah, and absolutely. so we can help those who are facing pregnancy decisions, and um, and 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 it's sort of a, if there's if you use the word blessing at all in terms of coronavirus, which is a real stretch, but but certainly I, I think if anything, it, it, there's a signal here mm-hmm. um, that comes from this that's saying the church needs to really mm-hmm. have a bigger urgency in terms of responding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And and I think the other thing, too, which I think was interesting, and you and I had talked about this, the fact that a lot of the abortion providers tried to say that their services were essential services. Absolutely. But then all along, they've been trying to say that it's a choice. Right, right, right. I know you can't have it both (laughs) ways, right? So it's an essential choice. Yeah. That's kind of a weird thing. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it really did kind of expose, you know, Mm -hmm. sort of the flaw in that thinking. It's Mm -hmm. actually... You know, it, it truly is a choice. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not essential. Mm-hmm. And, and the way you know it's not essential is that consumers of abortion, mm-hmm. if you will, when they got these directives from the governors and said, don't go to these things unless it's, quote, an essential medical situation. Mm-hmm. They basically said, well, this isn't an essential medical situation. Right. And therefore right. they did not go. Otherwise, they would have gone and said right. this is essential. Right. So right. Uh, so we think that, you know, there's a really interesting perspective that comes from that as well that yeah. really informs us mm-hmm. in terms of how we think about the issue, talk about the issue and prepare uh, to support those who are at risk for abortion as a result. Yeah. No, absolutely wrong. Yeah. I mean, I usually usually I have a couple things to add. After you're finished, yeah, and, but <laughs> you I, just like doing that. You said, "I know, I know, I have to have the last word, right?" Yeah, it's just a bad habit of mine. But no, I mean, you covered it all. I mean, that was yeah. great. I mean, I think that's really, uh, like you said, this, the last several months have sort of been a sneak preview of what a world could look like and where where abortion is more difficult to get, mm-hmm. and what would that mean? What, you know, what, what what are the alternatives available to folks who would otherwise be obtaining an abortion, right? And so we need to be prepared to receive those folks um, in a world where hopefully at some point, yeah. Roe versus Wade is overturned, right? Yeah, and we and we saw right. lots of that during this. I mean, people yeah. calling our pregnancy decision line, oh, making like the calls were up about forty percent, forty percent to our pregnancy and, decision line, and in just the early people, part, yeah. people who were who were accepting the gospel of Jesus Christ. Um, the same kind of messages we're getting from our pregnancy centers as well. And I think one of the things that you know this moment um, caused to happen was you had people who were pro-choice people say some very pro-life things Mm. as it pertained to the coronavirus. I remember, I think, hearing something that uh, the governor of New York, uh, Governor uh, Cuomo of New York said in terms of the coronavirus, and something to the effect, I may not be quoting him directly, but Mm -hmm. I think the spirit of it was essentially that, you know, that you can't put a dollar figure on on, on a life, Mm -hmm. right? Right? And and essentially, lots of Mm pro-choice people saying, life is precious, life is valuable. Mm -hmm. And and, and, and we should should do some whatever drastic measure, right? Like shut down all the schools, even if it just saves one life it, it will have been worth it it that will have been thing, worth yeah. it and i think that that messaging mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um affects the culture oh yeah because now you're facing this pregnancy decision mm-hmm. right and you know months ago the culture was telling you ah don't worry about it it's the life is not worth 
mm-hmm. protecting. Right, 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 right. Life is not really all that valuable. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah. And you, by the way, shouldn't make sacrifices to protect the life of another. Right. Which is essentially what right. what making a life decision is for someone who's facing a pregnancy decision. You're essentially right. saying, I am going to deny myself in order to protect someone who's more vulnerable. Well, what is a shutdown? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a culture saying... I'm going to deny myself mm-hmm. in order to protect someone who's more vulnerable. Right. Absolutely. And I really believe that God used that that narrative mm-hmm. that was out in the public square mm-hmm. to really speak into the hearts of women and men who were facing pregnancy mm-hmm. decisions. Mm-hmm. And through the midst of all this, right, because mm-hmm. everybody's shut down and kind of has more time to reflect, mm-hmm. use that messaging to help them think about the life that was growing inside of them and mm-hmm. see the parallel uh, between those two perspectives. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. I, and even folks on the pro-choice side, mm-hmm. uh, uh, mm-hmm. governors in particular, um, and mm-hmm. others mm-hmm. Uh, who are pro- pro-choice in other situations, mm-hmm. actually, by them articulating a pro-life perspective mm-hmm. as it pertained to coronavirus, mm-hmm. I think really had an enormous impact on the culture, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, Those kinds of messages matter, yeah. Yeah. So God God used even that in the yeah. midst of that as we go through this. There's mm-hmm. there certainly, uh, from that perspective, as I said, mm-hmm. you know, a perspective that came out of that that, yeah. that God yeah. used. Yeah. Right? And the, the final piece of good news, too. And see, look, I, I figured out a way to have the last word. <laughs> ah, see, see how yeah. I did that? No. You did. You're uh, very clever. Right, right. The final piece of good news, I suppose, if you want to call it that, would be that because of what happened and because of the increased demand for life-affirming alternatives, it really allowed CareNet to really tighten up the way it yeah. thinks about how to serve clients, right? Yes. If you can't have them physically come into a building, how do you serve them? Yeah. And so we've done a lot of things to help our pregnancy centers do a better job with that. Yeah. We've upped our game with the pregnancy decision line. We've added more coaches, uh, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. So we, it really helped us strengthen our services yes. because we were like, okay, how do we how do we navigate this? So that's another great news, and of course, I, I would I, I would be remiss not to say that none of that, of course, is possible without folks like the folks who are listening to this podcast. Without yeah. their prayers and their support, we can't do nope. any of that stuff. And we so we're can. just we're thankful for that. Indeed, thank you. Yes, yes, thank you. So, all right, Ron, thanks so much for that. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Carecast. For more pro abundant life commentary and practical resources, please visit care-net.org. There you can subscribe to the Abundant Life blog, giving you access to videos, ebooks, podcasts, and other resources to help turn your pro-life passion into pro-abundant life action. Until next time, we pray that God blesses you and yours daily.